Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Aloha and Peace. This is Dr. J. If you are listening to this episode right around the time it's aired um, in the United States, we just passed Christmas. So it's right before New Year's, before 2021 starts. And I know a lot of us has been looking forward to the new year beginning, leaving 2020 behind. And right around the time after Christmas has come and gone. So whether you are quarantining or you are staying a safe distance from your loved ones so that we can overcome this um, pandemic together. Or perhaps you've chosen to see your family members and close friends um, to celebrate it, whether it's through Zoom or whether you did it physically. I'm not one to tell you how to do it. But whether you spent the holidays with or without your loved ones, it's really we're really at the point where we are just itching to go back to life in its normalcy. Whatever normalcy will look like after this pandemic or the Rona has passed. But the reason why I wanted to air this episode, in particular the, the topic that we are going to be talking about today, is that it's really right around Christmas time that I think about religion, um, philosophies, when it comes to uh, thinking about spirituality, life purpose. For as long as I've been alive, or for as long as I have um, come to know Christianity, one of the major religions in this world, I have understood that a major purpose, I suppose, of humanity is to overcome this presence of evil. And in fact, it's probably one of the, the most glaring common themes that run through a lot of the major religions that exist today. We have come to believe we have been taught and we've been told that there is this presence outside of us that is evil, that is satanic, that we need to overcome while we're here. The thing is, we've been told that this evil exists outside of us. And because it exists outside of us, it's something that we view as completely out of our control, which then instills and creates a lot of space and room for fear. A few years ago, I actually, while I was away um, at a conference, I had a, a major nightmare. Now, I had traveled to a different state, and I was in this big room all by myself. And in this big room that I was staying in, had this gl almost glorious mirror that sat across from where the bed was. And I remember one of the last nights that I was out of town, I had this huge nightmare that woke me up drenched, absolutely drenched in my own sweat because I was so afraid. I remember waking up. I don't remember ever having a nightmare this intense that felt so surreal that I woke up from my nightmare completely drenched. And I remember looking across the room as dark as it was, I saw the light reflecting off the mirror and I saw just a vast emptiness that stretched between the bed and the mirror. And for whatever reason, that reflection in the mirror of just empty, vast space really scared the hell out of me. But because I was just coming to from this nightmare that left my heart palpitating, that left me drenched in sweat, I really couldn't get myself to move my legs to get up from that bed to move that mirror. I was so paralyzed in fear that I didn't know what to do. 
I was assessing inside whether I was more afraid of that mirror or more afraid of the feelings that I was feeling after that nightmare. That it took me probably a good minute and a half to finally come to the conclusion that the nightmare was over, the dream was over, and the fear that was more in my face at that moment was that mirror that was hanging on that wall across the bed. So I finally swung my legs off the side of the bed. I walked over to the mirror, not knowing how I was going to move this really big mirror, but I was able to somehow finagle it off the wall and to shift it and turn it around so that the reflection, the, the part of the mirror that reflects images was facing the wall. So I turned it, not upside down, what's the word I'm looking for? I just turned it around. <laughs> now, I don't remember the last time I was that scared that that sense, it's not even panic, it was just absolute doom that overcame me, my body, my emotions, my thoughts. The dream felt so surreal. And the reason why I was so scared was that in that dream, I had seen the image, and perhaps that's quite the understatement because I didn't just see an image, I felt it. I felt this presence of whether you want to call it the devil, Satan, evil personified pacing back and forth by the doorway to my bedroom. And I can't even tell you guys how afraid I felt just feeling, seeing, knowing that presence of evil that was pacing back and forth that I was sure as hell glad that that was my last night out of town all by myself. Now, when we see this quote-unquote evil outside of us, it's very easy to fall into this, this place of fear. Because when evil, when demons exist outside of us, it's out of our control. But the thing is, evil isn't something that exists outside of us. The thing that we need to overcome, the thing that we are here to overcome, it's not outside of us. It's everything that's inside of us that draws shadows. It's the parts of us that require us to confront to give ourselves the ability, the opportunity to harness courage and to become bigger and better. When quote-unquote evil is something that's inside, it's the things that are your own demons, your inner demons, your inner shadows, then all of a sudden it's no longer something that instills fear. In fact, when we can look at evil this way, it's something that perhaps sometimes would instill things like frustration and even if we were to harness that frustration then it becomes motivation to change that's the thing about emotions you guys is that emotions are fuel it's the very fuel that we need to create change to create action and so i'm so grateful for emotions all emotions in fact whether they're considered positive or negative they're all very useful for us. It's the fuel that we need to create action. Now, that's kind of on a side tangent here because I wanted to share a story with you guys about the Buddha that I thought is so precise in terms of how accurately it sums up our, our human experience here in terms of this journey that we're all on together. It's said that when Buddha, before he became Buddha, before enlightenment, Siddhartha Gautama, he found a tree, I believe it was a Bodhi tree, and he sat down underneath a beautiful tree and he said, I am not going to get up until I figure out what life is about. 
And it was during this prolonged meditation that it is said during his path to enlightenment, the devil or the demon called Mara showed up. Almost as if to test whether at that point, not Buddha yet, Guatma was deserving of enlightenment. So Mara approached Guatma during this time and he showed his four faces. And each face was something that Guatma needed to overcome, to conquer, in order to finally reach enlightenment. And these are the four faces of Mara. In no particular order, the first phase of Mara is all about illusions. It's about understanding this experience, that is life, beyond the five senses. So the first phase had everything to do with whether Guatama could see beyond the illusions of three-dimensional life. The second phase of Mara was the phase of impermanence. Guatama had to overcome whatever fear might exist when we think about the fact that there is a possibility that we can leave our physical bodies and then cease to exist. If consciousness is tied to our brains, to the neurology of the brain, then once the brain is dead, we cease to exist. So that fear of impermanence, the fear of death, is what Guatama also had to overcome. A third phase of Mara is an attachment to negative emotions. Negative emotions can look like judgment, criticism, anger, doubt, pain. But Mara tested Guatama's ability to overcome his attachment to negative emotions. And the thing is, we become so attached to negative emotions because we are led to believe, we've tricked ourselves into believing that someone outside of us needs to save us. So if it's true that there is something outside of us that is evil that we need to overcome, then perhaps there's someone outside of us that can save us from that as well. And so when we begin to lie to ourselves in believing that there is someone that saves us outside of who we are, we give up our power, we give up the birthright to save ourselves. We give up our sense of control, our sense of empowerment, which is where victim mentality comes in as well. And so we have this fear or attachment, if you will, to negative emotions that we need to also, like Watma, learn to overcome. The fourth phase of Mara is an attachment to pleasure and convenience. The best way to describe this is um, a stagnant energy, not just gluttony, but stagnancy. It is said that only once Guatama overcame the four phases of Mara, he finally reached enlightenment. This reminds me of the story of Yeshua, or Jesus Christ, within the religion of Christianity and how he went through 40 days as a rite of passage where the devil or Satan came and tempted him. So you see every single one of us, not just the Buddha, not just Yeshua, but you, my dear friend, and I are on this journey of being quote-unquote tempted by our own demons, our own shadows. We test ourselves to see if we can overcome things like believing in the three-dimensional world or attaching ourselves to a fear of death or fear of impermanence, attaching ourselves to negative emotions, victim mentality, attaching ourselves to things like pleasure and convenience, creating this stagnant energy. Once we learn to overcome these four faces, we then reach a higher level of consciousness. We reach a higher level of experiencing life. We expand. And that's the, the nature of physical 
existence right now in this world, on this planet, is that we are here to create and expand. And the best way we can do that is to overcome the self. It's to overcome the ego. It's what we call self-mastery. I'm going to leave you guys here with a challenge today. So in the face of the new year, and it really doesn't matter if the new year has already started for you, but the challenge is this. I want you to assess yourself and figure out which face of Mara you need to overcome next. So what has been the most challenging for you? And what is your biggest area of growth? Is it in the area of overcoming other people's stories, the illusions of what life is supposed to be like? Is it a fear of death, the fear of impermanence? Do you have an attachment to negative emotions? Or perhaps you might also have an attachment to stagnant energy. So which of these four areas require your presence today that you can make the most room for growth and create a plan from this intention of wanting to overcome the self? How are you going to remove the fear of death? What can you begin to pursue? What can you begin to ask the universe in order for you to remove this fear of dying? What can you begin to do to remove your attachment to things like anxiety or learned helplessness? What can you do to see beyond our five senses? What can you do to challenge the way you've been taught, the way you've been conditioned to believe the world exists? Go ahead and think about which area of your life requires the most growth and do just that. Set the intention to create growth in that area in your life this year. And then begin to make steps, begin to make action steps for how you'll do that. Now, if you get stuck in terms of how you can begin to create action steps in the quest for self-mastery, I'm going to share with you what's been the easiest for me. The best place for us to start when it comes to self-mastery is mastering the present moment. If you can learn to master the present moment where you are right now, where your feet are planted right now, then everything else becomes a little bit easier. So if you can be here with me right now listening to this podcast and not worry about what you're going to have for dinner or how you're going to respond to that email you got this morning, if you can be here right now and just enjoy the moment for exactly what it is, no matter what is happening in your life, you have mastered the present moment. And if you can master the present moment, then every moment beyond this one is something that you can master as well, which is a prerequisite for self-mastery. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you guys have any questions, any feedback, or any stories you'd like to contribute. You can reach me at drj at yourlifeinspired.com. That's drj at yourlifeinspired.com. If I don't speak to you guys before the end of the year, before beginning of the new year, I wish you guys a year full of so many blessings of love, of joy, of laughter. I'll talk to you guys soon.